This is Taiwan Plus on ICRT, your connection to stories that matter. Brought to you by the news team at TaiwanPlus.com. Welcome to Taiwan Plus News. I'm Ian Kavat. For the first time, astronomers have produced an image of the supermassive black hole at the center of our galaxy. It's called Sagittarius A-star, and it's four million times the mass of our sun. As James Chater reports, Taiwanese Research Institute Academia Sinica was a key part of the team that produced the landmark picture. This is Sagittarius A-star, the supermassive black hole that binds our Milky Way galaxy together. 26,000 light-years from Earth and 4 million times the mass of our Sun. Sagittarius A-star is defined by darkness, but now seen for the first time. This image of Sagittarius A-star was produced by the Event Horizon Telescope Project, a team of 13 international research institutes, which includes Taiwan's Academia Sinica. The picture comes three years after the first image of any black hole, named M87. Black holes are areas of space where gravity is so strong that not even light can escape, and that makes them particularly difficult to photograph. Scientists had to simultaneously use telescopes around the world to capture images of Sagittarius A-star, what they call a telescope the size of the Earth. More than 5 million simulated images of the black hole were produced, then combined to produce one final picture. Now we know that it wasn't a coincidence. It wasn't some aspect of the environment that happened to look like the ring that we expected to see. We now know that in both cases, what we see is the heart of the black hole, the point of no return. Black holes are among the most mysterious features of the universe, known to consume all matter around them. But scientists say Sagittarius A-star at the center of our galaxy is a gentle giant. First, we see that only a trickle of material is actually making it all the way to the black hole. If Sagittarius A-star were a person, it would consume a single grain of rice every million years. This glowing image of Sagittarius A-star sheds new light on the darkest regions of our universe. And Taiwan scientists have been integral to that breakthrough. Klein Wang and James Chater for Taiwan Plus. The head of Taiwan's central bank says it is possible the country may not hit the government's 4% economic growth forecast for the year. Yang says inflation could drag down growth. Global price increases have pushed inflation up by nearly 3.5% in the second quarter. That's the highest jump in a decade. The central bank governor acknowledged that it's still lower than many parts of the world, but he warned that Taiwan may have to resort to increasing interest rates to bring inflation under control. Taiwan confirmed almost 65,000 new domestic COVID-19 infections on Friday and 41 deaths. It was the biggest single-day death toll in Taiwan since the pandemic began. This comes after Taiwan introduced a new rapid test verification scheme, though the program got off to a rocky start. Eric Gao has the details. The rollout of Taiwan's new rapid COVID-19 test confirmation system isn't going very smoothly. Patients with a positive result are supposed to have an online consultation with a doctor to confirm the diagnosis. But the app-based system's booking and video call functions are proving hard to learn, especially for older patients. It's very difficult. It's very difficult. 
没有办法，我有忘记找人家学这个东西，其实它有它的步骤还蛮多的。那而且其实包包括我们刚刚在这次试，然后它其实有很多的资讯，其实都还不完整，所以我会觉得有一点困难。It's not just older patients having trouble with the system, so are the doctors. Health Minister Chen Shizong is confident the new system will just take some getting used to. The rapid test scheme was introduced to reduce the burden on PCR testing capacity, but that could soon get a boost. Local medical company iCareDX has developed a new rapid saliva PCR testing machine and will seek emergency use authorization for it. As Naya Zhou and Eric Gao for Taiwan Plus. Taiwan's cabinet is proposing a one billion U.S. dollar plan to promote the country's native languages. It's hoping to preserve the spoken and signed languages used by ethnic groups in Taiwan. In Taiwan, many of which are at risk of disappearing, funding would go to projects like building linguistic databases, standardizing writing systems, and expanding teaching resources. But the cabinet says it also wants to continue promoting English proficiency in order to boost Taiwan's competitiveness. The National Cultural Award, Taiwan's most prestigious cultural prize, has been given to three outstanding individuals this year. The recipients are a lacquerware artisan, a writer, and an orchestra conductor. All of them have been recognized as pioneers in their field, and together they have added a colorful page to Taiwan's art history. Our reporter Jaime Ocon has the details. Sunset glows over a golden field. Thin light shines on the edge of a fishtail. A mythical creature, Kirin, roars as if it's jumping out of the painting. The artwork, all brought to life with lacquerware artisan Wang Qingshuang's gentle touch. Wang is the first lacquer artisan to win Taiwan's National Cultural Award. He went to Japan to study the craft when he was just 19 years old. After 85 years honing his skills, the 100-year-old is passing down his legacy to his grandson. Writer Li Minyong was also honored for preserving Taiwan's social movements in his literature. His works span novels, prose, and translations. Motivated by the decades-long Vietnam War, Li began writing anti-war poems in the 1960s. He then went on to create more provocative work that challenged Taiwan's autocratic regime in the 70s and 80s. Conductor Lu Shaoqia has also been recognized for his contribution to Taiwan. Lu gained international fame after winning competitions in France, Italy, and the Netherlands when he was in his 20s. After spending years in Europe working with prestigious orchestras, he returned home in 2010. The National Cultural Award was first established in 1981. Since then, including this year's recipients, only 90 people have received the honor. Kama Shu, Yu Jinghuang, and Hami Okan for Taiwan Plus. An injured owl found in a university basement in southern Taiwan is on its way to recovery. Shou San Zhu in Gaoshang took charge of the young collared scops owl in March after it was found with a broken wing. They reset the bone with two pins. A video posted on Facebook on Friday showed a follow-up surgery to remove the pins. The owl was seen looking groggy as the anesthetic wore off. It all goes, if all goes well, the team hopes to return the owl to the wild in the near future.
Moscow is warning Finland that it will face consequences. That's after the Nordic country's leaders announced they will apply for NATO membership without delay. Neighboring Sweden is also set to decide whether to join the military alliance in the coming days. Rick Glauert reports. At a time of uncertainty in Europe, on the streets of Finland's capital Helsinki, attitudes towards national security are changing. Like Ukraine, Finland shares a border with Russia, and the Russian invasion of Ukraine has jolted the country out of its long history of neutrality on conflicts. A recent poll shows 76% of the population now wants to join regional military bloc NATO. That's three times more than before the conflict. Well, I think uh, we should, because uh, uh, this is the best security best security uh, solution this time and uh, Russia has betrayed us so many times now again and it's it's absolutely that we should uh, change NATO. NATO, the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, is a military alliance set up by the United States and its European allies after World War II to counter threats from the Soviet Union. The Soviet Union collapsed in 1991, but NATO remains and has expanded since then. The alliance now has 30 members, who have pledged that an attack on one member state is an attack on all. But my view is that Russia doesn't want to take on uh, the NATO NATO alliance. Uh, He's got, uh, you know, a number of uh, troops uh, arrayed in in the region right now on the Ukrainian border. Uh, and uh, he had some in, in Belarus and still has some there. Uh, but there are 1.9 million uh, forces in NATO. Ukraine's leader, Vladimir Zelensky, who pursued closer ties with Europe and the West, wanted to join this alliance, prompting Russian President Vladimir Putin's decision to invade. But Putin's invasion has now pushed Finland and neighboring Sweden, which also favored neutrality, into NATO's arms, a development that has angered Moscow. But Finnish leaders say the shift towards NATO is because of Russia's belligerence. When you ask uh, whether, whether what they, how they see a possible Finnish joining, uh, well, if that would be the case that we join, well, my response would be that you caused this. Look at the mirror. Europe is experiencing its greatest crisis in nearly 80 years. And NATO's resurgence suggests the battlefronts are being drawn along old lines. Piper Yu and Rick Lowert for Taiwan Plus. Thanks for watching Taiwan Plus News. I'm Inka Vat. For more stories from Taiwan and around the world, please download the Taiwan Plus app. Stay safe and see you next time. Thanks for listening to Taiwan Plus on ICRT. For more great stories from Taiwan and around the world, visit TaiwanPlus.com.